Ooh, fun facts, facts of fun with Allison and Caitlin. Hi, welcome to Fun Facts Live. I'm your host, David, and with me today is Allison. Hello. Caitlin. Hi. Maria. Hi. RJ. Hello. And Jake. Good morning. All right. Well, um, welcome to another Fun Facts Live episode brought to you today by, what you call it? You've just landed your dream job, the junior grape collector position at the world's premier imagination factory. With the help of your new friend, Bingo, it's time to explore neighborhoods, gather words, and earn grapes to power imagination. You'll need the company app to get started, so what are you waiting for? Visit wordsmacallit.com to download it from the App Store or Google Play. All right, so let's get straight into it. Maria, do you, well, do you not only have a fun fact, but a Swedish word of the day for us to attempt? Uh, yeah. Awesome. Uh, we could start with the Swedish word because it's about my fun fact. Oh, okay. Let's do it. <laughs> Let's embarrass okay. ourselves. <laughs> the Swedish word is vatten. Vatten. Yeah. Yeah? That was actually oh, pretty good. Oh my gosh. <laughs> That's a first. More effective than Duolingo. (laughs) Okay, what does it mean? It means water. Water, okay. Vakten, vakten, water. Easy. Okay. Okay. So we got a fun fact Uh, about water today. Yeah, I don't remember why, but RJ and I talked about bottled water uh, a few uh, days ago. Oh, okay. And um, it turns out that there's a few differences between bottled water in Scandinavia and America. Oh, really? (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Um, RJ mentioned that when they were in Europe, you bought bottled water and got carbonated water. Oh. And that's the norm here. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Because we drink uh, non-carbonated water straight from the tap. Uh, nobody bottles that stuff. Yeah. Oh. Well, there, you, you can get bottled water without uh, sparkles, but it's not very common. Oh, so it's okay. usually carbonated. Uh, Maria, I don't want to make you do two Swedish words of the day, but can you tell me the Swedish word for sparkles? <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, the Swedish word for sparkles is probably bubblor, like uh, bubbly water. Okay. And carbonated water is kolsyrat vatten. Oh, oh wow! Okay. okay, not gonna attempt that one. Thank nope. you. <laughs> but wait, are there is there a different kind of sparkles like, uh, like something shiny, sparkling? Yeah. What's that? Yeah. Like glitter. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> glitter is glitter. Okay. So that's ah, uh, that's easier. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'll ask for glitter water. 
Maybe somebody will understand what I mean. Oh, no. <laughs> I think that's how you get drugs. That's oh. how you accidentally buy drugs in a foreign country. Oh, yeah, I feel like you'll end up in the hospital with that one. Oh, Why God. is this x-ray all shiny? <laughs> Where are uh, all these things that are yes. getting getting caught in my throat? By sparkly x-rays. <laughs> yes, that'll be fun. I feel like... The getting sparkling water by default is sort of like when um, you order tea in the northern states in the U.S., you get hot tea. And when you order tea in the southern states, you get uh, iced tea and usually sweet tea, right? Which is basically half sugar. (laughs) It's like you fill the glass halfway with sugar and half with tea. And you got sweet tea, basically. So that's... uh, if it's not giving you diabetes when you drink it, it's not sweet tea. <laughs> that's, oh my gosh. Yeah, that stuff is, it's pretty much chewy. Um, it's, it's, Can uh, you ask for it unsweetened or like half sweetened or? I, you can I, ask I, for unsweetened. I feel okay. like you can't ask for it partially sweetened though. I feel like that would just be like yeah. an insult. Yeah, it's like a batch. It's like calf. Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yep, yep. Um, Allison had to get her uh, sweet tea fix when we were in, in South Carolina, uh, which was pretty yeah. entertaining. We ordered a gallon of, of sweet tea at one place, and uh, they forgot to give it to us. So then we had to go yeah. back and get, uh, we just got individual uh, cups of it. But, they, but they're massive. They're like, I don't know, like the 7-Eleven biggest cup if you're familiar with that that's how they serve <laughs> sweet 24 tea. ounce <laughs> at least at least i don't i just need it need it 24 24 ounces doesn't seem like that much actually yeah it goes down no, easy 124 oh, oh okay. sorry sorry 124 yeah that's different. okay that reminds me of like on that there was a parks and recreation episode where they were like trying to cut down on the their consumption people's consumption of soda and the child size was like literally the size of a small child or something i can't remember what the joke was but oh my gosh yeah yeah. isn't america kind of a joke everywhere else uh maria uh, that we have such big portions and huge drinks and it's ridiculous yeah yeah okay i thought so (laughs) yeah it is out of control i have to admit um Mm -hmm. All right, so Alice, I have a second oh. part. Oh, oh, actually. sorry. Yeah, bring it. <laughs> uh, some uh, we also learned that some water is naturally carbonated ah. from, from the spring. Okay. Which I didn't know, and that's kind of funny since I live uh, like less than half a mile from one of the largest springs in Sweden. <laughs> okay. Oh. <laughs> Do they bottle water? Because I buy, I do buy, yeah. butter, uh, I do buy naturally uh, effervescent or sparkling water from different countries. So what? Yeah. What brand is the one near you? Ramla. Uh, oh, never mind. I've never heard of that. <laughs> <laughs> Unless they rename it when they send it to the U.S. Uh, yeah. They don't. Okay. Okay. Uh-huh. It was founded in 1707. Wow. Wow. And you don't drink it? Yeah, I drink it. But I didn't know um, there was a naturally 
oh, carbonated okay. one. Oh, okay. They were adding the bubbles. This, this one, this one isn't. Oh. But there's Which... issues. Sorry, did someone say something? I just said oh. no. Never mind. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, there's two. They have two springs. Uh, one is thirty meters underground, and the other one is ninety meters underground. Wow! And it takes over seventy years for the water to reach the deepest source. Wow. Okay. Mm. So we're drinking really old water. The good stuff. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Fascinating. <laughs> um, they yeah. have a bunch of different flavors. Oh, they, which they add, I assume. Yeah. Okay. Because uh, natural flavoring. Because <laughs> uh, the one reason I, I like some of the those waters because they have a lot of minerals in them naturally, and I I think it makes the water yeah. taste good. So they have these. Uh, the two springs have different mineral minerals. Ah, okay. So you could probably taste the. But difference. they also uh, add taste. Nice. Nice. Awesome. Well, Allison, what have you got for us today? Um, so it's, it's a little bit of a short one, um, but I thought it was really interesting. So, um, I came across, uh, an article, um, with information about how many phone booths are left <laughs> in New York city. Oh, I always wonder about uh, those. Cause they, yeah, they are not in good shape. Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> So I will, does any, um, so I will give you some parameters. Um, all of the phone booths remaining in New York city are on the Upper West side. Oh, really? Uh, they are on the same Avenue oh. and they are, um, all within 50 blocks of one another. So does anybody want to guess how many there are left? Is it Broadway? It is not Broadway. Oh, okay. Hmm. Uh, 10. No. Less uh, than 10. What? Less than 10. I was going to say more yeah. like 50 or so, but oh, less geez. than 10. Wow. Yeah. Uh, Seven. Is it more or less than the number of blockbusters still in existence? It is more. Oh, okay. All right. I'm just, just going to half it and say Two, five. Three. Give us the number. Give it. It's four. Oh. <laughs> there are, yeah, there are four phone booths left in, um, in New York City, that's not that's not inclusive of all types of pay phones. That's just pay booths. Oh, so, okay. Uh, phone okay. booths. All right. Um, so there are they are they are all four of them operational? Yeah, that's what I was. <laughs> yes, they are. Okay. Oh, but they are, I, and they are they are fifty cents. Wow, oh, that's expensive. There are um, so, are there some that left that aren't operational, or do they just not count those? No, like all of the ones one. who are not, all of the ones that are non-operational were cleared out by 2016. Oh, okay. Mm, yeah. Um, so in kind of learning more about that, um, I think everyone would kind of assume that the main reason why um, pay phones and phone booths have fallen out of favor, and they really have. So they went from like, they were like, 2 million in the U.S. to now there are only 100,000 in the last 20 years. I'm surprised there are even that many yeah. in the whole country. 
in the whole country. Yeah. Yeah. Um, was like the advent of the cell phone. Yeah. Um, cause now 95% of Americans, um, have a cell phone or access to a cell phone. Um, but actually there are two other kind of factors that led to, um, at least phone booths falling out of favor. One of them was they're not accessible, which I didn't really think about mm-hmm. how, you know, they're really not accessible for people with disabilities. Right. So, um, as new things were built, that became more of a factor. Um, but the other reason actually has to do with a Supreme Court case in 1967 um, called Katz versus the United States, which uh, essentially said that someone um, conducting business in a phone booth had a reasonable expectation of privacy. So law enforcement couldn't tap public pay phones um, without a search warrant. So pay phones became really like associated with illegal activity. Oh, Um, to the point where um, by the early 90s, um, in some municipalities, phone booths actually couldn't even accept incoming calls as a way of trying to mitigate the the amount of crime that was conducted on them. Um, And so it became that like local communities were protesting like just the sheer volume of, of phone booths in their cities and Chicago being a prime example of that. So I just thought it was interesting. Huh. Yeah. Where's the, which yeah. ad is it with the few left? It's West end. Oh, really? Okay. I feel like yeah. I, when I get back there, I'm going to have to go visit them before they're gone. Yeah. There's <laughs> one by, there's one by my old apartment just two blocks away. Okay. All right. Then, but they're, uh, they're not going anywhere. There's a man on the Upper West Side. I can't remember his name now, who is like the person who crusaded to keep them. <laughs> he like collected signatures. He like petitioned the local boards. He like talked to Verizon about keeping them operational. Like as long as he's around, they're not going anywhere. Wow. Is okay. he the local mm. uh, mafia don? <laughs> he didn't he no, didn't seem like he's, it he's, he's clark kent he has to change into his superman costume oh, okay so okay. i looked i looked that up caitlin and apparently for like 50 comics in a row superman does not change in phone booths oh like it's, it's, <laughs> it's like over. A, no i because i was curious about it too because i was like oh where does superman change now and all like the nerdy things i found were like well actually he really rarely changed in phone booths so they were not particularly convenient <laughs> he couldn't leave his things there so it was just <laughs> well actually <laughs> yeah oh, gosh well, what so, about yeah. reading go ahead i did read an article one time on like the genius of superman's costume like how it actually hides his uh his alter ego um i don't remember everything but like you know it, it's i used to make fun of it because you know oh he just moves his hair down and like you know <laughs> no no one knows who he is on. yeah, yeah. Um, but he like he completely changes his demeanor like he starts walking with a, a hunch and a slump and like you know it's uh, yeah hmm. it's it's pretty interesting okay so it's more than just his appear uh well i guess slouching would be his physical appearance but it's not just a a costume change yeah so it's like his physical appearance to to some degree and then like his mannerisms like he turns into a mild-mannered you know reporter right so you'd be like Um, oh you look kind of like superman but there's no way yeah (laughs) okay (laughs) 
Interesting, interesting. Um, what about payphones, Allison? Did you find anything about that? Just payphones in general? Are they also out or is it just the booth? Uh, it's just the booth. So like, okay. for example, in New York City, we have NYC Link. Yeah, I was going to mention that. Yeah, yeah that's so the new they, thing. Yeah, that's the new thing. So basically all um, kind of public like payphones or, or kind of communication hubs don't, there are none that have the same kind of privacy as a phone booth. Everything else is, is open air now. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Just for yeah. people who haven't been in uh, the city recently, that's New York city. That is um, link is like, there was a, as I understand it, there was a competition, uh, like an open competition for someone to design something to replace, was it phone booths? was to replace something uh, that was a that was a like outdated thing on the streets and they came up with these like columns that are basically they have a screen on each side so of course they're running like ads and stuff all the time and then um, but you can some also, of them have fun facts yeah yep they some of the and some local art and you know yeah. some stuff like that and then uh, you can look up stuff on a, on the screen. Uh, it'll show a map or something if you want. And then on that, like the narrow end of it, there's a keypad for making phone calls, but there's no like nothing to pick up and put to your ear. So if anybody's using them, um, it's just a speakerphone conversation on the street, which is, yeah. 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 And they have... <laughs> They have USB ports too, right? Yes. Yeah, so there's always yeah. the homeless people charging their phones at them. Um, so they're they're great for um, for people who are spending a lot of time on the street, basically. But uh, yeah. yeah, if you actually needed to make a phone call, I imagine it would be pretty hard for somebody to hear you on the other end. Um, yeah, but it would be better for like they're good for emergencies. Yeah, yeah. I think that's yeah. probably the best use for it. Yeah. All right. Well, that was fascinating. Uh, Caitlin, what have you got for us? Uh, so mine is also probably pretty short, um, but it is, it is food related. <laughs> right. Well, a lot of mine are food related. Um, part of that is because I've been listening to back episodes of a, of a food podcast. Okay. <laughs> and so every now and then there's like something random that pops up and I go, Ooh, that was, that was fun. Um, so th this does come from, uh, like a 2017 episode <laughs> of a gastropod, <laughs> um, which is, I think, uh, which is pretty, it's a, it's a food podcast, but they, they do a lot of like the science of food oh, and, okay. and history and, um, like what did, you know, how did, how did it come to be that we eat this thing or that thing or, you know, ancient people anyway. Um, so there was an episode about butter and I learned that the, if you, if you are eating butter and it is not, it has not been artificially colored. And I don't know if like, if like a grocery store brand, if they would artificially color it or not, but, um, if, you know, if you're getting like high quality butter, that's just kind of whatever color it comes naturally, you can tell, um, somewhat, what the cows were eating by what color it is. Oh God. Specifically, if it is more yellow, the cows were grass fed and um, more mm. likely to have been eating like the new spring grass. If it's 
whiter, then they're more, more likely to be grain fed. But so the reason why the, 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 the yellow color is more intense with um, grass fed and especially new spring grass fed cows is because in that grass there that or that time of the that new grass has higher levels of beta carotene in it uh, which we think of beta carotene as what makes carrots orange right um, yeah. but it's found in a lot of plants it's kind of like a natural sunscreen for them um i don't know if it's beta carotene specifically but closely related compounds are the how you get the colors of leaves in the fall because the chlorophyll goes away and you're left with these other carotenoids that are the orange and yellow orange and red colors um so yeah so there's actually beta carotene in a lot of plants and and fungi as well um and so that basically it's very lipophilic it likes fat it likes to hang out in fat cells and so that's why or it hang, hangs out around fat molecules. And so, you know, butter is all fat. And so that's how it kind of ends up in the, um, in the, the milk and then in the cream that, that becomes the butter. So. Oh, fascinating. Um, and the fun, the, the, the curious thing about this was that, um, if you've, if, has anyone probably read the, the little house in the prairie books when they were kids? Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so, one of the random things that stuck in my memory from those, because I, I read them, I definitely read them at an impressionable age, um, was there was one point they were making butter and they actually put in carrot, like carrot peelings um, to color it. And I remember thinking that was so weird, yeah. but it worked. But but now realizing that actually they were just putting more beta carotene in it, I was like, whoa, that that's so, <laughs> there was actually like a scientific reason for doing that. Um, but, wow. but so that was just, that's what that made me think of. So I remember, um, I don't know. It, it, oh yeah. Wait, before, sorry, before go you go on, I, when I was, when I decided this was going to be my fun fact today, I was like, David is going to have a story of related course. to this. <laughs> of course. Because David always has a farm story. So anyway, well, go on. Well, first of all, it reminds me of Napoleon Dynamite, <laughs> which is my favorite farm movie. Um, and the scene where he tastes the cow's milk as part of his like 4-H membership test or something um, and has to determine what, what was, what's wrong with the milk. Uh, and I remember wow. one in particular was like, uh, the cows were eating onions because this milk tastes terrible. So any, yeah, it reminds me of that. But uh, I do remember, yeah. <laughs> uh, now I feel pressure to tell a good story. And this is not a good story, but I'm going to tell it anyway. <laughs> I just remember making my own butter as a kid as like a science project in school having to like put some milk in a jar and shake it forever and, and hope that some solid formed at some point. But I do remember mm-hmm. it was white and I was surprised by it, by it not being yellow. Mm-hmm. So my mm-hmm. cows must not have, um, must not have been having any good grass. So, yeah. Yeah. That's my story. That's, there you go. Were they, were they Jamaican cows? Uh, who, who knows? They were, they were probably, <laughs> Probably from upstate New York, actually, but you know, you know. Uh, all right, Jake, bring it home. What have you got for us? Right. Um, so this probably isn't like a fun fact. It's just oh, something gosh. interesting. Another depressing uh, one. No, it's it's not depressing. It's just okay. uh, kind of weird. So, uh, do you guys know who uh, Henry Morton Stanley is? No. No. Uh, 
He's a, he was a reporter back in like the 1870s, right? Dr. Livingston, I presume. That's his famous, huh. famous line. Um, okay. He's actually not like his, his real name is uh, John Rollins. Uh, he's a Welshman. Um, and he immigrated to New Orleans because uh, he couldn't get any traction in, uh, in England at the time. And he, uh, he stole, like, so there's another guy in New Orleans, uh, Henry Hope Stanley, uh, who's a big time, like, cotton baron, like, real high powerful guy in, in New Orleans at the time. And uh, so John Rollins stole Henry Hope Stanley's name, first and last name, uh, to associate himself with him. Uh, and then later, claimed that he was adopted by Henry Hope Stanley. Uh, what? All of which is wow. false. That's bold. Uh, like he um, was never related to him at all, was never adopted to him. Uh, odds are that he never even talked to him um, while Henry, Henry Hope Stanley was alive. Um, and so that really stopped him publishing like a bunch of autobiographies like his, like John Rowland's wife, later wanted him to publish a bunch of uh, biographies about his travels and stuff. And um, basically he lied about his entire childhood oh uh, very publicly. And so he had to wait until all the people he lied about basically <laughs> passed away until they could start publishing books. Oh my God. Uh, so he wouldn't, wouldn't get uh, <laughs> caught. Uh, but you found out about it. So he got caught somehow. Yeah, uh, there's some um, some historians and, and all that, uh, you know, those kind of people that, that were really doing some some digging into his life. And it was like, wait, this guy, there's no way, right? Um, some of the, the older biographies kind of went along with it because he kind of became, uh, became very famous. He, he changed the, uh, the, he changed journalism, really. Um, he got hired on like his editor at the daily Herald and, and, uh, in London, uh, it was a New York newspaper, but they had a London office, um, basically made up that Dr. Livingston had been like lost in central Africa. Um, he was not, everyone knew where he was. <laughs> okay. Uh, he was in constant correspondence with you know, reputable people in, in his field at the London Geographical Society. Um, but he just made it up. He said, Dr. Livingston is lost. Because um, <laughs> it made a good story. No one knows where he is. And sort of started that sensationalism that journalism is kind of known for these days. Oh, it's his fault. Um, oh, my gosh. And so he made it up. And then he just went to... Uh, Stanley went to Central Africa to find Dr. Livingston, didn't tell his editor about it, and just build him a bunch of like equipment. Um, <laughs> and eventually they they found him, right, and, and started publishing the the correspondence from him. But yeah, the whole thing was made up. Um, <laughs> so journalism, it's nothing new. It's all made up. <laughs> Oh my gosh. So, so this guy's to blame. Um, I feel like changing your name is, um, is like, 
pretty, I guess, pretty easy to do these days. But did you hear about the guy who wanted to change his uh, official age? What? Oh, I didn't hear about that. <laughs> yeah, some guy who's like upset that um, on dating sites he's not very eligible, and he feels like he looks younger than he is, and uh, he's healthy, and he, and he <laughs> wants to officially change his age so that he so that he can put a what? put a new age just in without lie. lying it's about it. It's a dating it. site. Everybody <laughs> lies on them anyway. Just lie <laughs> about your age. I guess he wants to be able to say it's true. I don't know. It's, oh my gosh. It doesn't make it true. <laughs> it doesn't, right. It like doesn't it's make still, it if you're like, I really changed my age, I would still think you were lying about your age. <laughs> yeah, it's, <laughs> it's bizarre. Actually, this was a while ago, so I wonder what happened to him. Maybe this will be a follow-up fun fact if he ever was able to legally change his age. Because um, it was like it was a court case that I. That I, I hope not, because I mean, like, time is. <laughs> at least if you're on Earth, I mean, time passes at a constant, <laughs> constant yeah. rate. That's just like no. Yeah. Well, yeah. I I did hear about a guy a couple years ago, and uh, he had his case thrown out. The judge wasn't having any part of it, um, but. I'm kind of surprised he went to trial to begin with, but he sued his parents for damages um, because this is his words. I did not ask to be born. Oh, <laughs> wow. like, oh my gosh. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> wow. So I'm surprised it went to trial, but then the judge is like, no. Yeah. <laughs> like you have no standing. Yeah. No wonder our court system is, is backlogged. Yikes. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, those were some awesome fun facts for today. RJ, where, uh, where can people find us? Oh my gosh. And I, I have, I've not been watching the stream, but it's awesome. The I drawing was just looking awesome. at the drawing and I, it just like, it appeared from nowhere because it was behind another window. <laughs> it looks amazing. <laughs> Thank you. Awesome. Uh, that, that effect, how you made this, the water, like have glowy it has yes. like a glowy aura or something <laughs> i don't know how it actually looks like it's glowing i don't understand this and the butter <laughs> is mooing that's awesome the water had a glow up yeah i uh i think in last week's stream when we were talking about bone fires i discovered the uh the fire the flames brush <laughs> for free and now that's I'm like obsessed it, with it cool so there you oh go. my gosh that's so cool very nice well rj where can people listening to the podcast find your amazing artwork yes uh if you want if you like the show and want to see this art follow us on all, all social media excuse me we're hot shy games on instagram facebook twitter and tiktok if you're not watching on twitch right now we're also hot shy games there where we stream the Match Solitaire Daily Challenge and then record this podcast with the art on Saturday mornings at 11 a.m. Eastern. Like, subscribe, leave review, and tell your friends. All right, that's it for us. We'll see you same time, same place next week. Take care, everyone. Bye. 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 See us. Who perfects Baxter as an agent?